0: Adopting a spiritual way of life this time through, during this incarnation, is the theme today on the Sant Mat Song podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. I begin with an excerpt from the Cosmos poetry of the late Dr. Carl Sagan, part of his Pale Blue Dot speech, viewing the tiny blue dot of the earth from a great distance. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives, Every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction, of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Carl Sagan from Pale Blue Dot. This is from Stefan Haller, the Gnostic bishop. I've talked to him before, had some long conversations with him. He heads something called Ecclesia Gnostica. This is from his book, Freedom, Alchemy for a Voluntary Society. Human beings are not on earth just to be citizens or taxpayers or socially engineered pawns of other human beings. Rather, they are here in order to grow, to transform, to become their authentic selves. This is something I found on the Sant Darya Sahib website, featuring some translations of the mystic poetry of Sant Darya Sahib of Bahar. In this world, very few tread the path taught by the Satguru. Such persons lose egotism. They do not make any distinction between the rich and poor. They always discard ill thoughts from their mind. No difference is made by them amongst people of different colors, races, castes, creeds, etc. They wander in this world like a lotus flower, which does not get wet, though it grows in water. It's Doria Sahib. The lotus growing in the pond is often used by saints and mystics and poets of the East as a kind of metaphor for non-attachment. Here's a form of life that's basking in the sun, that's living in the water, but isn't wet, isn't muddy as a result of its location. It's rising above, it's non-attached. The following is from Path of the Masters by Julian P. Johnson. While we sojourn in this dark region of matter, we have to deal with the negative power, referred to as Kal the demiurge, A metaphor for negative and limited thoughts of the mind. Personified as a false god of the universal mind. Julian Johnson. With him we must contend in our struggles for spiritual freedom. It is his duty to try to hold us here while it is our duty to try to escape. This is the dance between the mind and the soul. The resulting struggle purges us and makes us strong and fits us for our homeward journey. This everlasting struggle in a welter of pain and blood and heart cries is designed by the Supreme Father to purge us and make us clean, ready for our homeward ascent. Let us never become discouraged All of this is designed by the Supreme Father for our benefit. It is much as if one enters a gymnasium to take exercise. If we meet these difficulties in the right spirit, we shall greatly profit by them. The idea of pain and struggle is to purge us and inspire us, inspire in us a longing to rise above the regions of pain and shadow. This is from a Satsang Discourse by Dayal Sahib from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide. The world is overwhelming. Daily many people are born and many die. Among them, quite a few, like writers, doctors, and lawyers, become very prosperous. But after achieving so much name and fame, even one person is not able to inspire the future. Time is not static. Changes take place with time. For the new generation, perceptions of the earlier generations could be troublesome. The traditional and restricted culture which fails to understand the modern changes will perish gradually and does not inspire. In every period there were saints but people were not able to recognize them because their planes of consciousness were not sufficiently advanced. Just pausing to comment here and to define what he means here because their planes of consciousness were not sufficiently advanced. They were not advanced enough to be discerning To be able to tell the difference between a genuine master and someone less advanced or fake not able to appreciate the differences the true master focuses us on doing our meditation doing our simran dyan and bhajan they cut through the fog of illusion whereas the false teacher has a vast array of mind candy prophecies about the end of the world Lots of entertaining things that make him or her look clever, that advance their own agenda of fame, name, and fortune, but don't really help us spiritually. You know, if you watch these documentaries of uh, spiritual teachers of the late 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it's usually the same old, same old faces, isn't it? A kind of top 40 collection of spiritual authorities on a balcony a kind of polit bureau balcony waving to the crowds you know same old same old faces over and over again not much room left on that balcony for anyone new to show up they take up a lot of space on the bookstore shelves not much room for any other name to be included master manipulators quite often are seen as true Whereas the true spiritual master has no bag of tricks, no collection of illusions, no silver-tongued manipulations to sell themselves to the master. So over the years, I have found through discussions with people that quite often the fake teacher, the false master, or less advanced teacher, shall we say, is usually perceived as the great authority, whereas the true master is greeted with suspicion. Here is someone unknown. We don't know about that person. Fear and suspicion of the person who has no bag of tricks, no manipulative collection of end-time prophecies to try and manipulate their listeners and viewers. So quite often you have a weird situation where the advanced masters are being greeted with fear-based suspicion but the master manipulators he's got everyone wrapped around his fingers everyone melting at his feet such is the way of the world in every period there were saints but people were not able to recognize them because their planes of consciousness were not sufficiently advanced Dayal Sahib in A Spiritual Seeker's Guide However when a great personality departs from this world and the nation advances forward into a new age, people begin to feel what bad luck we could not heed to his teachings during his lifetime. But through their discourses and writings it is revealed that in any age It is not bereft of great saints. Today also there are great saints. We have to search for them. People appreciate their greatness, but do not feel the need for their guidance. Any nation advancing and progressing means it has developed mentally and in its outlook. In this way, man has been evolving and transforming from time immemorial. When he turns back and sees the past, he realizes he has made a great mistake by not seeking and following the teachings of saints. The reason for this delay is man, as soon as he reaches the point of awareness, did not realize that life is very precious and the hidden ideal and goal should be attained. Please do not waste your life. It is very essential for you to perform satkarni or true spiritual endeavors, as there is nothing nobler than this, all of you know that this is most valuable, yet bargain for temporal things. Radhaswami is the name of the Supreme Being. Everyone should repeat the name more and more. Attach your life to the name Radhaswami. Every second of your life should be dedicated to Him. If sorrow, misery, and adverse situations do not lead you to repeat the name, then you waste your life. Consider your life as most precious but remember that even more precious are name and form which are to be fortified in your heart. Then only life becomes fruitful and you can say that whatever you wish has happened. You should see that not even a moment is spent without his memory and feel separated from him. Even when you are asleep you should be bound to him. Param Guru Swamiji Maharaj has written the Sarbachan, but it was not printed then. Param Guru Huzur Maharaj subsequently published it. Today, many people are being benefited by it. In those times, it was not given proper recognition, as it was quite ahead of the times. Dayal Sahib from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide, in that last paragraph, talking about. The Sarvachan poetry of Swami Swamiji Maharaj, how it wasn't published. It was actually written uh, during the latter years of Swamiji's life and eventually published by one of his uh, successors, Hazur Maharaj Rai Salagram, and eventually appreciated, circulated. And it is very advanced, otherworldly mystic poetry. The Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry of Swamiji is online in a few different translations these days. I have links to it in the Radhaswami section of my Santmont e library online. I can send you links to the Sarbachan poetry if you like. Just send me an email james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. But here Dial Sahib was saying that. Swamiji's poetry, and indeed Swamiji himself, was not truly appreciated during his lifetime. You know, word traveled very slowly about this great saint from Agra, and he talks about this in this discourse, how saints are not really recognized until after they've passed on, and then it's, of course, too late to sit at their feet, to meditate with them, to receive initiation from them. And so there is this kind of... uh, showing up to the party late after it's over you know kind of lag and drag people don't perceive saints while they're alive quite often so you have people studying the teachings of saints reading translations indeed translations in english of the writings of saints that lived decades ago or centuries ago but what's really needed is living teachers a living master, to recognize the living teacher, the living master, the living Sant, Satguru, while they're here, while we can take advantage of sitting at their feet, meditating with them, receiving initiation from them, being inspired by them while they're alive, while we're alive, you know, to know about those saints while we're all sharing the human form at the same time during the same time period. This is a mystic poem from Sant das born in 1703, passed on in 1872. Waste of life. Understand, O oh people, understand when I proclaim loudly. No one will remain here forever. All will have to depart in the end. Caught up in attachment for family you ignored the worship of the supreme being and thus wasted your opportunity you spent the day working and the night in sleep this is how you have passed your years every minute of the day you have wasted in vain not even for a moment did you repeat the lord's name how then will you find bliss as a child you remained lost in play in youth you were intoxicated with yourself in old age You were beset with worry, and sorrows robbed you of joy. Why are you lost? Be vigilant. Kal is standing over you with his arrow aimed at you, the arrow of time. He will draw his bow, shoot poisonous arrows, and tie you up before you know it. Give up your attachment to this false world and repeat the true name says Charan Das Sukhdev, Charan Das's spiritual master, cautions you to reflect on your own welfare. Mystic verses of Saint Charan Das. I've been enjoying the poetry of Saint Charan Das as of late. It's all very wonderful. Whatever actions bring you closer to God, they are good actions. Whatever actions take you away from God, they are bad actions," said Kripal Singh. All masters came to unite humanity, not separate man from man. They were the lovers of God, and they taught men how to love all humanity. You will see this is one side of the thing that we have before us. We are to love all humanity because God resides in every heart. Also, Karpal Singh. The night is a jungle. Do your work, your worldly duties in the daytime, and then benefit from the night. The true purpose of having the human form is to make daily progress toward the great goal. So sit down each day and see where you are. As the renunciate leaves everything and goes to the jungle, you can sit down nightly in your home, forgetting the world and freeing yourself of all entanglements. Kripal sang from the book, "The night is a jungle." Saying once your work is done, you know, spend some time in reflection and spiritual practice, meditation practice shift gears attend to the spirit the spiritual side of life and living finding the master finding the path finding the path of the masters till all souls are emancipated this is a fascinating paragraph reflecting a kind of bodhisattva spirit of compassion for all sentient beings in the universe crying out for aid and liberation." It comes from Dayal Sahib's A Spiritual Seeker's Guide, a collection of satsang discourses. The human frame becomes blessed when the Supreme Father descends in it. Such a person enjoys the highest bliss, he does not hate anybody, His desire to help others will be genuine, universal love, for humanity will pervade his entire being. Man should first get rid of the shackles of Kal and Maya, the lord of death time and illusion. Then he will wish the same for others. Mother Nature wants to evolve everybody and will look to the spiritual evolution of all in due course. Param Guru Swamiji Maharaj asked his star disciple Hazur Maharaj, Rai Salagram Bahadur, to put up a list of all those for whom he desired emancipation. Hazur Maharaj submitted that the entire humanity be redeemed from the clutches of Kal and Maya. Param Guru Swamiji Maharaj was pleased to ordain. That the supreme current would continue to remain in the world in human form so long as the entire creation is not yet redeemed. The following is from the Padavali, the mystic hymns and poetry of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans singing of his own spiritual search and finding his own spiritual master. After a lot of wandering, searching, I found my guru at Muradabad. He spread the light, infinitely resplendent light of wisdom. The grief-stricken people mired in dark dungeons of ignorance began to smile with hope. Finding a heartening Savior in Him. Baba Devi Sahib, the complete master of inner secrets, is a renowned name all over the world. Upon those who show even slight love to Him, Baba showers infinite compassion. May He, the humble servant, gratefully sings His glory. In the Padavali of Maharishi Mehi, he sings of his guru, his Satguru, Baba Devi Sahib, saying that, you know, we're all meandering in the dark, wandering in ignorance and darkness, until the Master appeared. And the Master shared the secrets of meditation practice and put everyone on the path showed them the secrets, you know, and encouraged them along the way and gave meaning to the lives of countless souls, those marked souls affected by the spiritual mission of Baba Devi Sahib. Baba Devi Sahib said, The spiritual path and its destination is divine love. The remover of difficulties is the one spiritual teacher who has given you the secret knowledge, the spiritual guidance, and experience." So here he is saying the spiritual teacher, the true master, the sansat guru, guides you, instructs you, teaches you, but also imparts to you spiritual experience. It's not enough just to provide the theory. There must also be the practice and the experience of the inner light and the inner sound. This is a a verse of Baba Kehar Singh, I repeat fairly frequently because it's so wonderful. When we receive initiation from a saint, practice Nam Simran to retrace our consciousness from the toes to a spot between and behind the eyes, the third eye center. Only then is something accomplished. On past programs I've argued that Rumi is very popular in the Western world not for being the greatest poet in the world, but because people sense there is a radiance to jaal Rumi, the famous Sufi poet mystic, that when they're reading the teachings of Rumi, the poetry of Rumi, they're not just getting entertained reading some great poetry verses. Many are sensing that there's something about Rumi that they have not encountered before in their travels, in their spiritual seeking. All of those books on the bookstore shelves, hundreds and hundreds of them, all seem fairly dull and empty compared to the radiance, the spiritual inspiration offered by a spiritual master. There's something more to it. There's something further to be had be discovered when people are drawn to the poetry of Rumi it's because Rumi was not just a poet he was a spiritual master of the inner light and sound and disciple of Shams of Tabriz Shams of Tabriz was the disciple of a master too and that master was a disciple of an earlier master and so it goes into history Rumi says once you have met a true human being, let him not disappear from the horizon of your heart. This is some poetry from Sant Gurbak Singh. You have seen the external gurus, now behold the internal true guru. You have seen the external temples, now also see the internal true temple. You have read the external shastras, the holy books, now also read the internal true shastra. You have listened to the external shabs or hymns. now also listen to the internal true shabd, the divine melody. You have read the external bani, now also read the internal true bani. You have recited the external names, now also meditate on the eternal true nam, the word which is constantly resounding by itself. You have listened to the external kirtan, or hymns. Now also listen to the internal, true kirtan. You have gained the external bookish knowledge. Now also acquire the internal true knowledge. You have tasted the external amrit, or nectar. Now also drink the internal True nectar of immortality. You have bathed at the external places of pilgrimage, now also bathe at the internal true place of pilgrimage. You have practiced the external sectarian worship, now practice the internal true worship. This is from A Spiritual Seeker's Guide by Dayal Sahib. A great hidden spiritual treasure, a hidden treasure of spirituality, is within every human being. A great treasure is hidden in every human being. If a person does not have the key to open it, he will remain poor. His future is full of sorrow and misery, that is why it is very necessary for man to know the technique for opening that treasure and utilize it properly after getting the key. When a child grows up, his father and mother send him into the world to learn and enhance his knowledge. After that, he does not ask them for every trivial matter. Circumstances teach him every lesson and he progresses gradually at a certain age. Man needs spiritual awakening. He has to learn from the treasure of knowledge. If he does not, his material knowledge remains imperfect. To enrich several aspects of his life, he has to open the treasure of knowledge. This will be opened with the repetition of Radhaswami Nam in the prescribed way. The treasure contains wisdom, which brings in happiness, peace, fearlessness, and bliss, which are very helpful. Everyone is lacking in happiness, peace, fearlessness, and bliss. Food and shelter are also essential, but in the absence of the above, life is incomplete. Radha name is the key to that treasure. You have to utilize it fully. To get full benefit. Give proper place to spirituality in your life. It is the greatest declaration. Try to achieve happiness, peace and knowledge of the supreme being in this present life. If spirituality is practiced, even dull intellect becomes active. Every person should strive to uphold the practical aspect of the path of Sontmaat. If you are not doing spiritual sadhana, meditation practice, with peace and tranquility, do not give up. Try to do more and more. Install the form of the Supreme Being in your heart, otherwise you will be far away from the treasure. Life will be full of sorrows and miseries. Being a satsangi is not sufficient to be relieved from the clutches of call. You must engage in spiritual pursuit all the 24 hours. Otherwise, there is danger of your downfall. Many are under the sway of call, the negative power, due to their negligence. After the departure of saints, they become selfish and forget spirituality. Those who sacrifice their selfish interests at the altar of spirituality are the real seekers of truth. Give prime place to spirituality in your life. Everybody should be aware and strive for a higher life. Without doing the practices of Simran, the remembrance of God by the repetition of his name or names, and Dhyan, meditation upon the form of the Sant Sat Guru, the hold of karmas, past and present, on the mind will not be loosened, and therefore the mind will always be wavering with thoughts. The more one does meditation practices, the more is the realization of the ephemerality of this life. In other words, the sense of detachment gets consolidated. Only with the foundation of non-attachment will the seedlings of true bhakti, love and devotion, germinate. A Spiritual Seeker's Guide by Dayal Sahib. He is from a branch of Sant the Agra Radhaswami lineage and so the name Radhaswami is the supreme sacred name as opposed to in other branches of Santamata the five names or some other collection of guru mantras or sacred names so in his branch of Santamata the name Radhaswami is the supreme mantra of mantras, the name of the supreme being If you look at the the mystic poetry of all the saints, the classic saints of India, uh, they all have basically the same sadna, the spiritual practice of inner light and sound meditation by way of the third eye center. The mantras that they use, the sacred names, the names of the supreme being, vary from lineage to lineage. Satya Ram was the sacred name of the Dadu Dayal, branch of St. mot the lineage of masters founded by Dadu Dyal, And, you know, the mantras vary from place to place, from lineage to lineage, from language to language. But the principle is always the same. Sacred names of God are the mantras and the goal, the ideal, the focus of the path. The following represent excerpts from a satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh... ...titled, Simran does not come automatically to us unless we develop that habit. Simran is a term for remembering God through the repetition of, of his name or names. It is a sacred practice done at the beginning of meditation... ...the beginning of Santmont meditation... And Simran, as I often mention, is also a practice done throughout the day, whenever possible. The satsangi, the initiate, the one who is initiated into the mysteries of the beyond, the inner light and sound, and higher planes, practices Simran not only during meditation, but whenever possible throughout the day, to spiritualize the day, to recenter, to refocus, to change the energy, to raise the spiritual charge back again, to remember the divine throughout the day and the night in the waking state of consciousness. And the Simran practice, of course, is done in the meditative state of consciousness and may even turn up in the dream state as well. Simran becomes automatic eventually with practice. Baba Ram Singh, Simran does not come automatically to us unless we develop that habit. The first step on the ladder of devotion is Guru Bhakti, or devotion to the Master. And devotion of the Master does not mean that we take some incense or some candles and light them and do outward rituals. The devotion of the Master is basically doing our meditation, Doing our Simran and Dion, and doing Seva at the feet of the Master, these are the first steps on the path of devotion. Just pausing to comment here Sant Mat is devoted to the formless Supreme Being. And so, in a sense, like Quakerism, there's no altar, there's no outward rites and rituals. Incense burning, candles lit. You know, there's not the outward rites and rituals, material substances that symbolize spiritual things that are eaten and, and sipped. You know, no, no communion, no Eucharist. The Eucharist, the true communion, is eating and drinking the presence of God by going within and worshiping in spirit and in truth, by partaking of the divine name, the inner light, and the inner sound. Now, the symbolism of the world religions is quite valuable. Bells that symbolize the eternal bell, candles or lamps lit that symbolize the eternal spiritual light, the uncreated light. Those things are all playing out the outward temples all illustrate the temple of the human body but at some point in time during some incarnation a soul inhabiting the physical plane of consciousness must graduate from the world of symbols and start partaking of what those things symbolize and partake of not rites and rituals anymore but to delve into the actual uncreated light drink in the nectar of the spirit contemplate the uncreated light and the uncreated unstruck sound reverberating in the heavens go from theory from myth and belief and doctrine and ritual to the actual experience within the holy of holies the heart, the temple of the spirit which is the human body go within and experience those things and not just be content with the rituals and the symbolism Baba Ram Singh Simran does not come automatically to us unless we develop that habit The names that have been given to us at the time of initiation are the names of the lords of the plains in the higher regions. These are the lords who have never taken an avatar and come to this world. They are very pure. So taking their name and repeating that in our mind makes the mind also pure. So Simran is our first step on this ladder till we are able to do Simran to the level where it starts happening automatically in our mind, we will not be able to progress much on this path. That is why the Masters lay a lot of emphasis on Simran. And they say that you should do Simran when you're cooking food, when you're walking, or you're traveling, or doing anything in a routine. You should do as much Simran as possible. It is Simran only that will Take the attention of the soul and get it out of the nine doors of the senses and bring it into the tenth door. So, Simran is a very important thing, and till we become good at that, we will not be able to make much progress within. The mind is prone to doing Simran of the world, remembering the world, and does not like to do the Simran of the Nam. That has been given by the master. So every time we sit. For trying to do Simran. The mind pulls us outwardly. It takes time to do this. Initially we have to forcefully do it. Because the mind is used to going outward. We have to force it to sit and do Simran. And it is a slow process. Because of the habit of the mind. One cannot say whether it will take a certain number of days or a certain number of months or years. But it takes a bit of time for the mind to get absorbed, for the mind to get accustomed to this. Initially we repeat the names with the tongue and silently repeat them in the mouth with the tongue. Because we are used to repeating that way, it comes more easily to us. But later we start repeating the names in the mind That is called japa, or manas japa. So initially, this is done with the mouth, then consciously within the mind. And then when it becomes automatic in the mind, it is called ajapa. So once the mind starts doing it automatically, we will get successful, and we will be able to quickly go within. Therefore, we should try and spend more time, more and more time, doing simran. Swamiji Maharaj warns us and awakens us saying, quote, Our treasure is getting depleted with every breath. The biggest treasure that we have in this life is the treasure of the number of breaths that we can take in this life. And with each breath we are losing and depleting that treasure. It is said that we will lose about 21,600 breaths every day. We take about 15 breaths in a minute. And that way the whole day, nearly 21,600 breaths are lost to us from our current lifetime. If we look back and think it through, then every minute we are losing 15 breaths. And in a day we are losing 21,600 breaths. Considering that, if we look at six months back or one year back, What is our remaining age today? If we look back, we should see how much breath we have just thrown away. Kabir Sahib has said, Beat a drum. I say this repeatedly. With each breath, you are losing the value of the three worlds. God Almighty has given you this lifetime and given you this precious opportunity. And this is the opportunity for you to get out of this ocean of life, samsara. Now, if we waste this in our mundane activities, God sits in this human body and he has provided this opportunity to get a salvation and go to him. Now we have wasted this opportunity. We have wasted the opportunity that God Almighty Himself has created for us. This simran is given to you by true masters. You should practice that simran and focus at the eye center. The masters have given it as the simran for us to do. We have to do this simran. And when we do that, we go to the eye center. Once we are at the Eye Center, we manifest the form of the Master, and with the grace of the Master, the sound current is also manifested. The Master who has given you the initiation is waiting for you to come to the Eye Center. That much duty is ours. We have to go to the Eye Center, following his instructions. After that, the Master will take you further. By doing Simran, you manifest the form of the master within, and once you, have mani- once you have manifested the master within, he will always be there with you every second. And then the sound current, which is resonating at the eye center, will take you further up, and on the path, from one sound current to another sound current, it will take you back to God Almighty. Once you have manifested the radiant form of the master within, then He extends His grace to you and all that you require. He takes care and fulfills all the things that you want. And He is always there with you. Whether you go to America or you go to India or anywhere, He is always with you. One of the proofs that our Simran is being done correctly is that in any kind of difficulty... We first remember Simran. When we are facing some difficulty, even in the dream state, and we start remembering our Simran, or we start remembering our Simran, and we start doing Simran in that state, then you can say that your Simran is now on the right path, and you are doing it correctly. Excerpts from a Satsang Discourse by Baba Ram Singh Ji. Simran does not come automatically to us unless we develop that habit. Just one brief comment that once we get to the eye center, the seat of the soul in meditation, it's really divine grace that is catapulting us forward. Divine grace is the great secret of the path. Divine grace is what allows us to flow, to hitch a ride on the divine currents of light and sound. The river that flows automatically back into the ocean of love, the supreme being. So it is really divine grace just being there and being transported back home again in our meditation practice, in our experience. Not just a path of inner light and sound meditation, but a path of inner light, sound, and love, or bhakti. In one hand, Mirabai has said, I have bought the invaluable God. When she was asked, with what did you buy Him, Mirabai said, He can be bought only with love. Some commentary by Swami Vyasanand, love can be defined as that which diminishes the gap between the lover and the beloved. When no obstruction remains between the devotee and God, only then true union takes place. Merciful Radha Swami was pleased to declare that whenever anybody is initiated into the path of Surat Shabad, the path of inner light and sound, his contact is immediately established with Satipurusha Radhaswami, the true original being, supreme being, lord of the soul. Hence, Satpurush merciful, compassionate Radaswami would continue to shower his grace on everyone who would sincerely perform the practices, the meditation practices to some extent, with feelings of love and would not indulge in the evil tendencies of his mind as far as possible, i.e. he would gradually make the mind and the spirit of such a devotee ascend higher and higher internally and would protect him from the obstacles put in his path by maya and kal, by illusion and the demiurge, the negative power. That's a reading from Hazur Maharaj Rai Seligramm from a spiritual classic called Radhaswami Mat Prakash, which was the first Radhaswami book to appear in the English language way back, like around 1910, in North America. One of the first Sant Mat books from India to reach North America, Radhaswami Mott Prakash. All Sant's and radhaswami Dayal, in particular have in their banis, in their hymns, laid great emphasis upon engendering love. The idea is that the task can be accomplished quickly and easily with the help of love. Mere discipline, mere renunciation cannot afford so much advantage, nor can mere comprehension of the faith, the theory of the teachings, confer such a benefit. The task the, the task being referred to here is meditation following the spiritual practices, following the meditation practices of the path. The true seeker and true lover of God sought Purush radhaswami One can successfully perform the activities pertaining to true Paramath or spirituality, only when true yearning and love for meeting the Supreme Lord Has been engendered in the heart, said Hazur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur in Radhaswami Mat Prakash. Note about the word paramatha or paramatha. The word paramatha is, is a compound of two words param, as in highest, as in object or purpose in life. Spiritual development and the realization of one's self or Atman and of the Supreme Being are considered to be the highest objects of the life of a human being. The practices which have been taught for purifying the spirit and making it ascend upwards should be performed regularly and with feelings of love. Once again, Huzur Maharaj, Rai Salagram. The Supreme Being is a boundless ocean of spirit or love and the human being a drop or current of spirit or love from this ocean. And love being the very essence and means of existence of the whole creation, it follows that no effort in any direction, temporal or spiritual, unless actuated by love or affectionate regard, can be crowned with success. And the work or labor rendered easy, sweet, and harmonious. Azur Maharaj Vaisalagram This is from George Arnsby Jones, also on the subject of love. The highest form of spiritual practice is the creation of spiritual love within the heart. When the living flames of love have been removed from religious movements and sects, these become empty shells and miserable shams. Lasting love can only be attained at the lotus feet of a mystic adept, a living godman. The teachings of such a saint will not ensnare the aspirant in a web of rites and ceremonies. He teaches only the practical evocation of the power of love which dwells within the soul. Inner Light Meditation Meditation Instructions to Initiates by Master Kripal Singh Kripal Singh The light within should be penetrated while fixing your gaze intently in its center when it will grow stronger and burst to give you further way up. As you look within you will see a sky or blue sky. If you look minutely into it you will find it studded with stars you may see pinpoints of light if so try to locate the big star out of them and fix your whole attention on that then you may see the inner sun or moon if so focus all your attention into the middle it will break into pieces and you will cross it beyond you will see the radiant form of the master or his master The inner light does not come or go. It is always there within. It appears only when we are attuned and concentrated and disappears as soon as there is the slightest dispersion. The light will not vanish if you just keep your inner gaze constantly fixed. Once you discover this light and learn to live by it, your whole existence will be changed. Love will permeate your very being, and it will burst forth from the very pores of your body, transmuting all dross into sterling gold. When we close our eyes and do not see any objects, this does not mean that there exists nothing that can be seen. In other words, the shapeless darkness is also an object. Unfortunately, we cannot even see pure darkness because we are constantly thinking about the images of the world. And instead of seeing darkness, we see the imaginary sights projected on the screen of the inner mind. Without practicing the meditation of focusing in the darkness, it is not possible to see the subtle light That lies deep within. The experience of divine light in meditation brings joy, and the progress then becomes rapid. Consequently, one's faith and conviction become stronger. That last quote comes from Swami Vyasanand from The Inward Journey of the Soul. The previous passages from Kripal Singh are from the book Spiritual Elixir from the chapter on meditation next inner sound. The meditation practice of Santamad is called Surat Shabbat Yoga, which means focusing the attention of your soul upon the inner light and sound of the positive power. Becoming yoked Merging into, becoming one with the Shabbat, the divine light and sound. Surat Shabbat Yoga. The means of reconnection with God, literally the yoking of the soul or the soul's hearing faculty or surat to the sound current or Shabbat. It also provides the power of practical discernment, enabling the attention to rise higher by moving on through the nairitz, or the power of seeing, into the absorption of the inner light. We navigate the inner light, or lights, the different stages and levels of the lights, and we navigate through the various sounds of the higher planes as well. Sarit Shabad Yoga. The attention faculty of the soul... utterly, completely and totally focused... at the third eye and gazing within... connecting with the inner light and sound. You might say that... attention... is a means of transportation... on the inner planes. Attention is a means of transportation... That which you utterly and totally focus all of your attention upon becoming totally absorbed in it will take you to that level and then you focus on the next light, the next sound. Attention is the means of transportation or inner soul travel, inner travel, exploring inner space with transcendental seeing and transcendental hearing contemplating the inner light, and listening to the inner sound. The following is excerpted from a satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh, titled, Once the mind listens to that sound current, it gets constant peace. We have been given a sound within ourselves, That sound current is resonating within 24 hours, but we are going outward and hearing the various outer sounds. Because the mind is not attuned to listening to the sound current within, it is searching for the sound currents outside. Today, in temples or other holy places also, there are several melodious types of music that are played that sound current which is resonating within if the mind listens to that sound current even once then it is not only this lifetime but it is the burden of all our previous lifetime's deeds all of those get destroyed and redeemed it is such a pure sound current that there is nothing parallel to that it is such a pure sound current that there is nothing parallel to that. And it is emanating from God Almighty and resonating at the eye center. Just pausing to comment a bit, uh, he is saying, yeah, you know, even a little bit of, of hearing the sound is very profound, has a profound impact on countless past lives and the present life of karma lifting a great burden. A little bit of sound meditation goes a long way. And you may read similar statements from other saints of the past too. Baba Jaimal Singh talks about meditating on the sound every single day, even for 60 seconds or 5 minutes or 10 minutes, even a tiny bit, has a profound impact indeed. And there's even one poem of Kabir, I don't know how well it's translated. You know, there's so many different translations of Kabir coming from so many different sources. But there is one Kabir book that says that meditating on the sound, even for 15 seconds, has profound destiny-altering results. Better than going to all of the places of pilgrimage all over India. You know, just a few seconds of the sound is certainly better than all that. Doing all the rites and rituals, singing all the hymns, lighting all the candles, burning all the incense, making all those pilgrimages to physical, material locations here and there. Better to hear the sound, even briefly, say all the masters. Back to this satsang discourse by Baba Ram Singh Ji. Once the mind listens to that sound current, it gets constant peace. Kabir Sahib has said, because we are not used to listening to that sound current, we are going to listen for the sound currents, the sounds outside. There is nothing equal to the sound current within. Once the mind listens to that sound current, it gets constant peace. So that constant peace is not only possible by listening to the sound current, Rather, so that constant peace is only possible by listening to the sound current within. Otherwise, you cannot get peace outside by any other means. Because that sound current has so much attraction, it has so much intoxication, and it has so much bliss, when the mind gets in touch with that sound current, it kicks off all the other outward worldly pleasures. Kabir Sahib has said, There is so much intoxication in that sound current that even emperors and kings have also left behind their kingdoms and empires and they have taken to the path of following the sound current, the spiritual path. So Kabir Sahib says, this is such a wonderful heavenly thing, that godly thing, that has been kept within you so why are you going outwards excerpted from a satsang discourse titled once the mind listens to that sound current it gets constant peace by Baba Ram Singh the serenity arises the soundless music plays only when you are empty, thoughtless totally devoid of desires. The serenity is the Buddha, and the Buddha is the serenity. In the vast emptiness of the Buddha, God appears, flows through your being, playing the sound of silence. including today's Sant Mat Satsang podcast Transcending illusion making this life peaceful and fruitful the Satguru's Guru's Shabbat or NAM the inner sound meditation should be practiced properly and punctually then the reverberations which are heard distinctly within protect the devotee from all the miseries of Maya or illusion thus neither Kal the Lord of Time and Death or maya, illusion, can overpower him or her, nor the mind can subdue him. It should always be borne in mind that the Satguru's Shabad is the supreme protector. Apart from this, there is no other power in this world which can free humanity from the forces of maya. Therefore, without wasting such precious time, one should always concentrate upon the shabad the sound current in meditation practice the divine utterances and instructions of the sat guru and derive full benefit from this golden opportunity to make this life peaceful and fruitful that's a passage from sri swami varag Ji maharaj from a very rare publication which i picked up a few years ago in english called Sar Updesh. The True Discourse, if you translate that into English. True Discourse, Sar Updesh. Just as the water of the river finds peace and union with the ocean, in the same manner, when the soul unites with God, duality disappears and the soul becomes tranquil. The river is no longer a river. It becomes the ocean. When the soul or Atman is united with the One, or God, it is no longer an individual soul or Jiva Atma, but is the Supreme Soul, or Param Atma. This is the highest state of achievement and bliss, the state of complete unity of the soul and God. A passage from the beloved Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Thank you for joining me today for the Sant Mat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio.